Abed and all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff, with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hi, folks. Old Man Grognard here. Happy Sunday. Hope you're doing well. And, oh boy, got all the kids over and everything, and it's a full house, let me tell you. And, let's see, we don't have a game Monday, but I believe I have one Thursday, because we're going to take this next Monday off. Too many people have conflicting things this Monday, so I said, well, that's fine, we'll just, you know, push it back another week. Which is okay. You got you, you got to do that. You got when you're an adult, you got to keep the schedule flexible as long as you make sure to come back because that's how games that's how games stop. That's how campaigns stop and things like that. I was sitting here ruminating about humor in role playing games. Now I know that that is kind of a I'm not going to say controversial subject, but it does tend to it does tend to rankle some people. Not that it shouldn't be humor at all, but the easiest kind of humor in a role-playing game is things that happen naturally. I've got a lot of laughs at our table, but it was nothing I purposely put in there. It usually came out with whatever, whatever was happening in the game. And you know that old saw about you crafting a great NPC and everything you want the characters to interact with, and then they obsess over this one little like throwaway NPC you did just to get some something done or some information. Well, there's an upside to that because sometimes you get characters or situations and such you really didn't think about and they latch onto them and it's funny. I mean, and it actually enhances the game. Huber can enhance the game. We have on our Astonishing Swordsman game, they are at a temple of of Lunaqua right now, which is the moon goddess. And they delivered a woman, helped deliver a woman who was catatonic and they were trying to revive her. And, you know, they didn't exactly trust what was going on. They think something was kind of off, which is what I encourage, actually, not to give anything away. It's really tricky doing these shows because I know one, at least one of my Monday group listens to this show. So I got to couch things in a way where it's not going to give it away next time we... Next time we meet, what a, my my nefarious plot. Well, they did. I I added some odd things, like they sprinkled their food with dirt and things like that. And just I had a couple of weird acolytes come up to him and talk to them. And one guy offered a rose to eat and all this other, you know, little innocuous things. It's, things are a little off. But they went to check up on the girl, and she was in the infirmary, and the clerics and the acolytes were doing everything they could to make her comfortable. She was still kind of catatonic, but they were trying to figure out what to do and praying to the god and maybe casting hooga hoop spells on there. But they also noticed that behind, next to the girl behind her, there's shelving, and there were... Sh- bottles of urine that they said oh we take we, we you know they because she's catatonic so they have to give her a bedpan and stuff but they see the urine and i just threw that in there just like it's part of the weirdness of the place and they just latched on to what do they use that urine for 
And it came, became a whole big bit. And <laughs> when she disappeared, they went to her. She's disappeared and the bottles of urine. Are, he said, maybe we can use the urine to track her. I said, well, the bottles of urine are gone. What? Who takes bottles of urine with them? And so that one thing led to another, and it was really funny. So that happened last week. I liked it, actually. I had a reason for the bottles of urine, but just letting them wonder about it, letting them come to their own key. Sometimes, here's the thing. This is how humor happens in a game. And also, this is how a better game happens, is you let the characters come to their own conclusions. If it's really going to derail it, I'm sure you can set them set them straight with a, a piece, a choice piece of information at the right time. But for the most part, just let them experience it and let them come to their own conclusions. They may be totally wrong. They may be right. But if if they're totally, in my parties, my group is if they're totally wrong. Usually, it's the funniest in the funniest way. So I don't mind it at all. It's uh, humor. Humor is spontaneous in role-playing games. Humor is pretty much spontaneous. But if you're going to do humor in a game, you do it very sparingly. It's like profanity. It's a spice. It's not the whole meal. Unless you're playing tune, of course, I guess, and that works. But you know, a lot of people they think they're funny and they jam. And they may or may not be funny. Everybody has a sense of humor. It all depends on how developed it is or how you know how quick-witted you are. But if you can take something like a temple that's a little off, which is, as they said, there was a, somebody who described Charles Beaumont, the writer who used to write for Twilight Zone. They said his, his version of Twilight Zone was, every, and it went for the whole show. Everything is, you know, they do everything mundane and realistically, but you just take a drop. Of fantasy and drop it, drop it into the story and see what happens. And the same thing with this: you put, you take a dropper and you put a drop of humor in it, and it doesn't have to be doesn't have to be overt either. It could be very subtle, like the bottles of urine, things like that. My friend Glenn Seal, who does the Midderlands. Now, I, I don't profess to understand every single reference he puts in there if he's doing some kind of joke on something because I don't live in the Midlands of England or England at all or the UK so I know I'm not going to get a certain percentage of the jokes because they'll be low they'll be kind of local things that other people will get but there's enough in there that I understand what he's getting at and the things he's making fun of and he will take a situation where he'll just make it just tweak it a little just make it a little off kilter you don't have to un- upend it, but just make it like, it, it becomes illogical logic then. That's what I'm saying. Illogical logic is something Dr. Seuss used to do all the time in his stories. If he was doing nonsense stuff, he made he made sure that the nonsense had a kind of a, its own logic. That's what it is. It, you, it, it, it has its own logic. And if you could do something like that, and it doesn't have to be a big plot point either, just something that that they do. Uh, oh, we kick our mules here for some reason because it's good luck or something like that. Something like really off the wall. Not really off the wall, but it could be a little subtle too. And it just it enhances the game to me. So if you're not if you if you're going to do that, then just like say take a dr- just a little drop of funny or humorous. Humorous is a good way to go because that doesn't have to be all out all out fall 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 on the floor funny. 
but it's just a little humorous. It'll put a smile on their face or something or a chuckle. That's a good way to get to humor in role-playing games. Some people still don't like humor in role-playing games, but, you know, you got to give it a try. It, it is it is really worth it. So why don't you guys try that and let me know what you think. You can get hold of me at oldmangrognard at gmail.com, or you can leave me a, a voicemail on Anchor. And so I'm going to go start my day. And I also want to say we're we're monetized. So as little as 99 cents a month, you too can help support this program. And I would thank you. And once again, thank you to Jonathan, Oliver, Gilbert, and Mark for supporting me. And Mark Wallrings, the the Yawning Owlbear podcast is a good podcast and I recommend it. So until I see you folks next time, keep the dice warm and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air. Mm-hmm.